How many mics do we? Government, the other day. Write it away, write it away. Funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. My mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart, and no one's from the old school. Cause rapper's still a brand new tool, I say. We're gonna kick things off very excitedly about two amazing mothers uh, in hip hop. But before we do this, we gotta let the people know that they have entered the same old new school uh, with Idris Goodwin. And Kevin Coble. And you know, the acronym for uh, same old new school is the sons. And so that's why we, we, we show love to the mothers because Kevin and I are also very proud sons. You know what I'm saying? But also fathers to many styles. You know what Listen, I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the cycle of life right there. <laughs> okay, okay, Simba. Everything you see, everything the light touches. Anyway, um, yeah, but big shout out to Vocalo. Uh, Vocalo been rocking with us from the beginning. Uh, I think we're about five episodes deep thus far. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's going all right. You heard anything? Is Vocalo happy? I, I mean, look, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy, you know, seeing, uh, you know, your your big ass head every Monday. And uh, listen, listen, I got a lot on my mind, B. My mental's just giant. You know what I'm um, saying? I'm, you know, I'm grateful to Vocalo, man. And uh, and all the folks yeah. who make this happen. You know, they, they have a good team over there. And, you know, we've assembled our own squad. Shout out, yeah. Mayor, shout, shout out Mariah New Raw. Let's go. Let's get so, it. So yeah, we in it, man. Um, so yeah, what, what's what's on? To, what, 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 well, you, we were talking about Mother's Day, the, the perfect kickoff to Mother's Day, and I think it has to be annual now. Is that we had uh, Jill Scott versus Erica Badu, uh, or like as I like to call them, Jalerica. Jalerica came and kicked off Mother's Day. Both Jill Scott and Erica Badu, mothers. Um, amazing, beautiful, powerful, tremendous, talented black women kicking us off into Mother's Day. It was perfect. What did you think, Kevin Coble? Who, who, who did you have? What, well, what, let's get into it. This is complicated. It's complex. It's complex. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they had uh, they they posted they had a billion impressions. Man. One billion impressions. That's, That's just right. Outstanding. Um, That's right. You know, I, like aesthetically, there were some like just incredible things happening uh for you know before erica got on the platform uh jill scott put on a nikki giovanni record i was born in the congo and, yeah. and just, yeah. just let it rock yeah right so there you go. That, that was beautiful and significant and connected them to a lineage that like in like mm -hmm. we talk about we know that they're connected to and obviously they know they're connected mm -hmm. to but just to set the tone that way, and yeah, you know, with, stupid. With, yeah. with the connection to the black arts, the connection come on, to, to come on, just fantastic. Come on with it. And come then, on with and it. And then on top, Erica had Bruce Lee in the background. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Because Erica's ahead, yo. Erica's ahead. I mean, that that is what I realized watching it, like just just seeing them go back and forth. Um, it's because I love, you know, I love me some Jill Scott. Jill is just. Jill just reminds me of, she reminds me of family, you know, and I think for a lot of people, Jill is like that girlfriend, that cousin, that auntie, that sis, that girl around the way, like th there's just a familiarity to her. You know, it reminded me of when I taped uh, HBO Deaf Poetry. Um, uh, the, yeah, I mean, you know, I do some stuff. You know, I've been on there as many times as you can. Kevin Cole, how many times you how many times you take that? Uh, listen, a number of times, a number of times. Listen, maybe you did you stretch before you just flex like that? Because that's a pretty big flex. And I, okay. I know you you're, you're over <laughs> forty, so I don't want you. I'm just about you know. Okay. If, you're, if you're in the mirror, you're like Randy Macho Man, I'm looking. You know, anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so anyway, so but listen, 
I, I, she, she taped, she was on my episode when I taped. I was just listening. I'm just a little country boy from the Midwest. I don't know nothing about no New York City, no big stars. But uh, it was DMX and Jill Scott both, both taped on my episode. So it was very, uh, I don't like to use this word a lot, but it was very surreal. And you also, um, you also do a great DMX impression, I know. Yeah, I mean, well, he, he, he went up there and he was, you know, he, well, we were, no, it was, he was weird backstage and, uh, and you know the uh, the the airborns had just come out those little things you plop and the fizz and all that and uh, and no, Kelly Sai yeah no 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 and, and they they fizzled up orange and Kelly Sai the poet Kelly Sai shout out Kelly Sai was uh, taking one and DMX was just fixed on like he had never seen these before and he was just like yo what's that and uh, and Kelly Sai was like uh yo these are airborns DMX uh, you take them so you don't get sick and he goes oh yeah. Is it sweet? Like Kool-Aid? And I swear, like, he said it just like that, as if he was doing ad-libs on a record. Um, but, but, the, but the point of the story is that when Jill Scott, like, came out, like, people, she was, like, a surprise guest. And, like, the most, like, fitted, low, 4X Mark Echo sweatshirts that clearly were just there uh, because someone else, their girl or somebody brought them there. As soon as Jill Scott came on stage, they turned into, like, like white girls watching Elvis in the 60s when, when he shook his hips. I mean, they were just like, yo, Chili, what up, my? You know, so she just yep. got that Chili effect. She, just, she exudes familiarity and love. And, and she's also an amazing, uh, I didn't realize this before, she's an amazing face singer. Like when she was like singing her songs, she adopts these like characters, like for each of her songs. These songs got a different like character, which was impressive. But, uh, but Erica just has that catalog, man. Just that deep, deep catalog. Oh, it's it's so deep, fam. And, and this, so look, so this is this this I'll never forget. I think this uh, sequence of of things. So when when she was talking about uh, when she played the on and on record, and when she got back afterwards, right? You remember, like we we, we talked a little about, like she mentioned, of course, the five percenters and shouted out Clarence Thirteen yes. X. But on. then she she was Come saying, on. who does that? She was saying, who does that? And then who does that in front of a billion people, right? Right. Um, and, but then she was saying that one in the, the beat is an audio two reference, right? To Top yes, Dylan. that's right. And then she said she, she doubled up the, the, the drum so she could let Mary J. Blige know that she was next. So she was knocking. That's it. Yeah. That's the most hip hop shit. Like that sequence no, of thing. And yeah. you're right. She, she, she really is ahead. I love she you know she played she played the Dilla records. Um, she shouted out Dilla. I I, I mean yeah. it's not it's honestly like it's not a like it, whatever it's not a battle like and we don't need to No, no, it's not a right. battle. It's not a battle. And, what and were you it's say? It, Well, no, it, well cuz just it was beautiful how yeah. she, you know Jill Scott was Jilly from Philly was crying in front of her mentor. Yeah, of like course. and and that shit yeah, that shit just that was beautiful, man. Yeah, so it's again, it's not a competition. It was it was a conversation, and it was beautiful, and it was rich. And I got to know more Jill Scott's music because I, I know Jill's like hits, but every song, with the exception of one song, the one that Erica said, like this is an obscure song, right? Please, oh please. Every song she played, I could remember exactly where I was. Every every song reminded me of a time and a place. You know what I mean? And and her music, it never sounded dog like. Bag lady, you know, uh, just just all of them, man. They just they sound so fresh, like out the bag, new. 
they still go. They're like, they take you back, but they're right on time too, man. It's it's amazing. She's the artist of our time. And I didn't realize this, that she, Erica Badu is actually like one of my favorite MCs, actually. Like I consider her a hip hop artist, I, full, full and full. And I consider her like an MC. And her whole swag, like her whole swag, man, like her whole vibe. I'm like, this is a hip hop performance. Like no, this she's is she's a, yeah like she she's ahead and and I and I love uh, you know they they their first joint that they played was the Roots record, it, which is how Erica found out about Jill Scott right because yeah. she sung it on the record but Jill Scott wrote it and you know like I, I love like Black Thought was in the comments saying like I'm getting teary eyed you exactly. know and, and like yeah. and and Jill, and Jill cried and you know yeah. Michelle Obama was in the in the room like you know what I mean yeah. and. And just all of it was just, it was really, really beautiful. And, and absolutely, yeah. these are all just victories for the, for, for hip hop, for the culture. you know, and yeah, for the culture. And, and, That's right. and you're, and they do, they do that work of, of filling in, you know, stories. It's like a, you know, VH1 behind the scenes type shit, you know, where you just exactly. get to, you know, all this, all this, all this lost or untold in some instances history. Yeah, and that, and that's what it is because it's not even about the performance. Like it's not them. It's, they're not singing. It, it, whatever. It, it, that's that's what's so fresh about it. Is a these songs are so good. I don't even care. Like I don't I don't care if they sound good. I don't care if they're EQ right because it's about me and my. It's about my experience with those records, and it's about you seeing the artists who made them get excited and get geeked and, and add more to it, which now when I go back to those records, I'm now going to remember their IG conversation, you know? So yeah. it, it, it was extraordinary, man. It was the best one of the, of the battles uh, so yeah. far. And yeah, uh, I just hope they keep doing this like forever, even, even when the social distancing uh, shrinks and we're able to go to concerts and stuff. I just, I hope that they don't forget about us about us uh who 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 don't be out in the clubs anymore <laughs> as much you know yeah because uh, no, it was really yeah it was really beautiful do you, you remember where you were like when badu baduism came out you remember that like this is yes when baduism came out i had just moved to chicago i had yeah. just moved to chicago and uh from michigan and uh, that album and the roots illadelph half-life like those were my two those those got me through that first six months in chicago when i didn't really know anybody and just those albums were like my best friends. That one, and then and then um, Ghostface's Iron Man. Those albums were like got me, carried me. And and you know what I what I love about about that record and in that moment is that this beginning of that soul soulquarian sound, mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. you know which is you know we were talking earlier today, even just about the collective you know, and how important the collective is and how when people come together and really build with one another, you can create, you know, these fantastic world shifting things, you know what I mean? And I, yeah. Well, speaking of collective, speaking of collectives, I mean, that that's a good segue into our next uh, our next topic. Uh, and first of all, let's just do a little station identification. You were listening to uh, Same Old New School with Idris Goodwin. And Kevin Koval. And uh, we are here, uh, thanks to our friends at Vocalo. Check for us every Monday. We are live, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. Next thing we're going to get into, because as we're talking about schools and sonic schools, uh, an artist that you put me on to who came up in the Chicago is kind of like affiliated with that Saba, Pivot Gang, Smino kind of era, uh, and just put out an incredible new album, uh, what's it called? Is it called Watch This? Yeah, that's the name of the project. Watch yeah. This. The artist, yeah. 
John Doe. John Doe with the new record. Uh, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, she she came up. I mean, I remember Jean when she was, um, you know, a, a kid at you know YCA open mics and other spaces. And I mean, I think that she's, I think that she's real life cousins with Saba and and uh, Joseph Chilliams. Okay. Um, you know, or yeah, I think I think that's so. Or you know, but so, like by blood down with the pivot game. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and you know she came. I mean, I think the first place I saw her on record is a Saba song where she's singing the hook. But you know, this is like our theme throughout the whole night. She's singing the like her phrasing, her style, her whole like swagger is that of a rapper. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, like soon after that, I heard her her rap for the first time and have been a fan ever since. But I mean, this this project, which is, you know, I don't know what you classify albums as anymore. I don't know if this is yeah. an EP or an LP or, a, you know, it's an album. Um, it's an album. <laughs> it's a collection of songs. Um, a suite. A suite of, of music. <laughs> the shit is there's no skips. There's no skips on this record. I, yeah, I got to say, I mean, I got to say, de- definitely this this is a very, uh, like, I just found out she was like 25. It's a very, like, I'm 25 sounding album. And it definitely sure. made me think about when I was 25. And I definitely, at the same time, like, as I was listening to it, I was doing very not 25-year-old stuff. So I felt like I was, like, eavesdropping a little bit or, like, a conversation between, like, younger people, which was kind of fun. Uh it's also it also like made made me blush a little bit because there's some very adult content. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> some I very know. adult content. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, but it's just her style is so unique, man. Like it, it's there's something to me that is it's very now, but it, it's not cookie cutter. Like she's really got a point of view that's really interesting, um, and it just there's something like there's a blues quality in there. It's very it's that it's very Chicago in the sense that it's it's got a there's a there's a muddy waters kind of vibe. I hear, I hear Mississippi in there somewhere, and I don't know how or how I can explain it, but it's more than sort of the the you know it's like it's there's a general sound of now right. It's trap influence, it's drill influence, you know. It's got pop, and you know it's it's a very now sound which is cool. But there's something else there. There's something underneath there that's a little that's a little off. It's in a, in a good way, you know what I'm saying? And she's got real stuff to say. And uh, and but my my joint on here is recipe. That that then I did not feel I did not feel like a forty something year old dude eavesdropping on a twenty five year old conversation. I then felt like boom, like I'm right in sync with this. Joint. This is this is the single right here. You know, this is yeah. the single right here. Recipe is. I played that song yeah. three times. After I listened no, that, to it the first time, I went back and listened to that song three more times. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that song too. You know, we started when we started doing this conversation on Boca Lo Live. Uh, we started it. With, I, I was playing the Moody record with Saba, which is which is also like you know that that song is a hit to, to, as well. Uh, and and I think the thing, one of the things about John Doe that that I really love is that she, on on the mic she's very confident. And mm-hmm. I love that confidence from someone so young, from mm-hmm. a woman in the music yeah. genre who is yeah. singing and rapping. Like to me, like, you know, Jean, once people really find out about all she's able to do and people are finding out like she is, you know, she in, now I don't mean she makes music like this person, but she has the star capabilities in my mind of someone like Drake because yeah. she's able to, you I know, like really, really sing R&B. Yeah can rap for real yes. yes and is also someone who i like 
I again, like I saw, I heard her first on hooks. Like she could be a hook, like goddess on oh, yeah. any record oh, and yeah. attract that fan base back to her own projects. And oh, I'm yeah. just, I, I like her, like no ceilings on her career. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just, no, and she's going to write for a ton of people too. She She's going to write for a lot of people. She's probably already goes writing for some people. Well, um, that's, I mean, you know, to, you know, that's why, and I, we, I know we're not going to talk about it per se, but that's why the, the Kalani record is, is an interesting pairing that these albums drop in, yeah. in the same moment because one, I, I also think now I might be misremembering, but they might be real life cousins or maybe they're just play cousins. But, you know, Jean also writes with Kalani as well. Mm-hmm. And and to me, these two re- like these two records. And I know you you really like the John Doe record and we don't have to necessarily talk about the Kalani record. It's, but- no, it's no shots against Kalani. I just I just don't. It just I wouldn't know. There was nothing to me about that record that. If I didn't know it it's was her, pop. I wouldn't have it's known. It's pop. It's yeah, Man, it's a but pop it's not record. so much. I love pop. I just think it just it, it it didn't move me as much as John. That's all I'm saying. I just like oh, I yeah. like yeah. I, I, there's no I comparing. I, there's no wild comparison. talented. The song she has with Tory Lanez is I mean, like the, the the phrasing on there is sick. Like she's talented. Obviously she's talented. What, what yeah. I, I, my yeah. my point is that that like in terms of what you're saying, like her like Jean's writing abilities is you know, is continuing to proliferate a, a music scene. And I think the more people get put onto her pen and the more people to get put onto her voice and, you know, multiple abilities as a writer, as a rapper, as a singer, it's just, you know, like, forget about it. You know, oh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's, no she's out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, shout a big, big, big shout out that album. That album is, is super dope. And I'm, I'm excited to hear more. Like I, I'm a fan. Like I want to hear what, what's coming, what's, what's, what's coming next, you know, cause yeah. it's, it's so, really, it's really a lot of fun. Yeah, so people should, I mean, stri- like, listen to that record. It's dope. Watch this. is a is a good record. Seven-song project. Uh, well, I guess six songs with the skit at the end. But, yeah, the shit's, shit's good. So, listen, this is uh, Same Old New School for those of you who might just now be joining us. It's your man Idris Goodwin. And Kevin Coble. Listen, it was a, a big week. And, it, you know, it's this show is getting tougher and tougher to do week to week. Because, you know, not only is there constantly good music coming out. I know my man Rumor has got a, a new remix. With, I know, uh, I saw that. Future. With, uh, two, what was it? It's two Chains and, and, and The Baby. Future and The Baby. Oh, yeah, Future, Future and The yeah. Baby. Uh, but then also, too, you know, a lot of people died, man. A lot of people passed, like, in the last week. Like, hella people, man. Like, I, I'm yeah. getting very, like, I'm calling people. Uh, but uh, the one probably most relevant to, to for our purposes that we just must get into, and first of all, rest in power to all the people who passed. Yeah. Little Richard. Little Richard. I mean, just so many giants, man, that we that we lost. Um, but we got to talk about Andre Harrell, man, because that, that guy, first of all, I found out he and I have the same birthday, which is is wild um so yeah andre harrell man where do you begin with a guy like this um uh at dr jekyll you know what i mean dr that's, jekyll <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know genius rap i mean that's you, you know andre harrell was was a, a rapper i mean in that early era like 80 81 uh in a group you know with his mans and put out i mean that genius rap record was a big record like i i yeah. mean it you know it was um, and, and so, and then he just stayed in the industry, but from, 
the other side of it. You know, he kind of, you know, stopped being an artist, started being a producer in the very big sense of the idea, I think. Right. Yeah, he was, in, you know, I like to think of him as the other side of the other Russell Simmons. You know, if Russell Simmons and Def Jam were very rock, they were very, they were wilding, coked out promoters, parties, like they were, they were, they were about that life. And Andre Harrell was much more behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Also, incidentally, uh, Russell Simmons, another Libra, but on the October side, not on the September mm. side. Anyway, uh, uh, so that, you know, so Andre Harrell is the is the is Harrell Harrell. I think Sorry. we're having a cultural thing. It's like people call you Koval. Uh, Koval, yeah. <laughs> Harrell, yeah. Uh, Andre Harrell is really like the, he's kind of the architect of the, the 90s sound that yeah. is coming back now. Mm-hmm. He is responsible for in a lot of ways. I mean, in part because of his ear. Yeah. I mean, he produced with Teddy Riley on those guy records, right? They, they, they helped to produce those records together, which was kind of a blueprint for New Jack Swing. Oh, huge. Um, I mean, and that, and that was the whole aesthetic of Uptown Records was... Right. was a more sophisticated, like basically taking the sort of safety and sophistication of R&B, the gloss of R&B, but bringing it a little bit closer to the street. You know what I mean? So like real Harlem, I mean, he's a real uptown. It's like real, you know, Harlem was that borough known for Flash. You know what I mean? Like a little bit of, a little bit of sparkle. I mean, Diddy, you know, and he, he's, he's the bridge to Diddy. So yeah, Teddy right. Riley, Guy. Uh, I'll be sure, um, you know, just like all of that. And, and, well, and Diddy, here's the thing: Diddy was his intern, right? Diddy was Sean his intern P- at Uptown. Yeah, yeah and, and Combs is going from Howard University in DC to New York to, to intern. Right. He's riding the train. He's driving to intern, which means no money for Andre Harrell, which is like, right. I want all the, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to beat up on millennials. Or, 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 you know, but I just want you to think about that. <laughs> Went from his college, Howard University, back to New York, where he's from, by the way. Right. To work for free at a record yeah. company. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and but Diddy, Diddy took it even more into the street. And that's where we get Mary J. Blige, man. Like, I'm going to take yeah. R&B singer and put them. So New Jack Swing is like, that's new instrumentation. So it's like Heavy D, like you take Heavy D and you give him an R&B style beat that's a little bit more upbeat, but it's new composition. Diddy yes. is like, I'm going to take break beats, the same break beats that MCs rap over, but I'm going to have somebody singing over it, but I'm going to have him singing with a little edge. So like Mary J. Blige, I mean, he invents, he invent, he, he closed the bridge between R&B and hip hop because before there was- Tension, two, really. Yeah, I mean, oh, if yeah. You, you know, like it, it, especially for hip hop heads, there was tension. And I think like Uptown Records was a site that bridged the gap that that brought these communities i mean and it's all you know it's all you know great black music but i think for a particular age group for a particular generation bridged the gap like built that space between hip-hop rap music and you know singers i mean r&b it made it it gave it yeah it gave it like a vibe like you could play those tracks in, like in front of with a hip hop audience and get you know people would also turn up for these records. Yeah, so he he was a he was absolutely I mean he was a pioneer man like 
Yeah. And and his passing, I think, is just a reminder too of, um, you know, that that it's it's a lineage, and that we need the people behind the scenes. We need the mentors. We need, and 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 those who are giving other generations a shot. Like we don't we don't get to the moment we're in now without Diddy, and we don't get to Diddy without Andre Harrell, and we don't get to Andre Harrell, you know, without the Barry Gordys of the world. So, like, the the model of the sort of black executive, black producer, but this constant re-blending. Because, yeah, like, as you said, like, we're in this moment now. I mean, I just mentioned Rumor, Future, and DaBaby, and, like, think about all those styles of music represented. I mean, that's Future sings with, auto, like, rap sings with auto-tune. Rumor's got this like country influence with this trap sound. The baby style is completely from Jupiter. And they're all like on the blended up, you know what I mean? And that constant blending of and re representing of black music um is always done. And every every, you know, 30, 40 years, some new generation comes and like just remixes, represents the stew. And um and so yeah, it's been fun. I mean, we we Last week we got into New Jack Swing, and then you know now we're yeah. you know what I'm saying it's it's kind of eerie in a way, but um yeah, yeah man rest in power Andre Harrell man absolutely I mean, man yeah. just his blueprint and his his finger is on a lot of stuff. All right, Kevin Koval, I'm sorry to be so abrupt yet again. Uh, somebody in the comments just said it costs a dollar to get from Howard to New York City. That is true. That is true. Uh, but it also takes a lot of time. To get from Howard into New York City it takes a lot of planning, uh, and then once you get to New York City, you're working for free. So there is yeah. a, a big investment beyond the cost of the ticket. Uh, okay, we have exactly three minutes. Lightning fast, lightning round, brother. Uh, keep it up. We gotta keep up with the Last Dance documentary. Um, any thoughts, really quick, lightning round on where we're at? Episode. Four, uh, five and six. Five and six. Yeah. I mean, in these episodes, I think the big note is that Michael Jordan becomes bigger than Mickey Mouse as mm-hmm. a globally recognized brand. And I think it's significant. It's odd. It opens itself to all sorts of kinds of critiques of global capitalism. But he becomes like, a, you know, basically it's like he becomes this, you know, international icon, this international brand, in part because of the Olympics and certainly because of Nike and his relationship with Nike, took t- took Nike from primarily a running company into, uh, uh, you know, into a different market altogether. And, th- and that made the difference for that brand, too. Very nice summation. Uh, I will just very quickly add the the conversation about the shoe and, and like the shoe and then Spike Lee making the commercial about the shoe. Again, it's it's my theory that Michael Jordan was right on time. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the timing of him and where the culture and other elements of media were and where the country was in their acceptance of black people. You know, just like there's so many moments in that film that show him with little white kids. And it's, I don't know, it's just very powerful to me. I don't know why, but I'm just like, and, and seeing like little white kids saying I want to be Michael Jordan like I want to be this black man that 
it, it of course makes me think about do the right thing and, and Pino saying, you know, Magic Johnson and these people are more than black. They're, they've transcended blackness. But yeah. um, anyway, there's a, there's a lot to it and, and too much to come into. I know. A minute and 30 seconds. We need more than a half hour. We need more than a half hour. Hey, listen, man. The man can't handle giving us more time. So listen, this has been <laughs> the same old new school with Idris Goodwin and Kevin Koval. Check for us at Vocalo. Shout out at Vocalo. Shout out the whole team. Check for us at Idris Goodwin, at Kevin Koval. Salutes, peace in the Middle East. Kevin Koval, take us out with yeah, a, man. with five bars. No, no, man. Hey, Idris, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, my best to your family. You too, and, uh, you know, salutes to uh, all the folks who, who get us here, make us sound good. Everyone on the Vocalo end of things. Shout out just the mayor. Shout out Mariah Newroth. Thank you all for listening. And tune in every Monday. We here. Yeah, yeah. Come see about us. Peace.